This is episode number 12 of Broadband the Podcast, and today's guest is Susan Finn of Rise Above Noise. Welcome to Broadband, a podcast created to showcase businesswomen who share insights and lessons learned about their journeys to self-employment. Here's your host, Denise Kowalczyk. Hello, this is Broadband, the podcast, and I'm Denise Kowalczyk. Thanks so much for tuning in for this next episode. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if you are coming back for some great interviews, it's great to have you back. I created this show to share wisdom that other businesswomen have been sharing with me. And I thought I would also share it with you, the listener, and also showcase the work that they're doing what they're bringing out to the world, um, to the greater community. Now, I have have been learning about so many different podcasts and books and businesses, all kinds of resources, and leaving each of these conversations feeling so inspired and motivated to do even more good work in my own business. And I hope when you're listening to these conversations that you might be having some similar experiences. This is why I created this podcast. Now, I'm also really thrilled, tickled pink, to let you know that the show is sponsored in part by It Clicks Photo. It's one of Snapper's top-rated photography businesses in Providence, Rhode Island. And the photographer, Erica Stewart, did the photos on my website, and uh, she provides incredible branding, commercial, and lifestyle photography services in the New England area. And you can learn more about her services by visiting itclicksphoto.com. Now, on today's show, my guest is Susan Finn of Rise Above Noise. She's been an entrepreneur since 2002, and she first started out with a degree in food science that then led learning about SEO, then that led to creating a business working with heart-centered businesses. Now, She's a firm believer that marketing is an act of service. She loves developing processes, which I really admire, and she's also a lifelong learner. She is a woman determined to help other businesswomen hone in on their digital marketing to make true connections. Susan, welcome to Broadband. So good to be here, Denise. Thanks for having me. I have been really looking forward to this conversation. We do talk pretty regularly outside of the podcast arena, but I am really excited to share your wisdom with our listeners and our viewers. So thank you so much. So it's always an easy question to start off before we get to the really hard ones. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) What is your business? Well, the name of my business is Rise Above Noise, and we work on digital marketing strategy. Okay. And can you Drill down a little deeply. What is that? Is that social media? Is that website? What, what is that? That's a really good question. So in, in talking about um, digital marketing strategy, there's one thing I want to start with, and then I'll tell you kind of where it goes. Okay. Is that in Rise Above Noise, the system that we use in Rise Above Noise is built so that every heart-centered entrepreneur can share their gifts with the world, right? I believe that heart-centered entrepreneurs have that, you know, ability to change the world with the work they do. And so, so often I find that um, they're, 
there's a little bit of a rub where they don't want to show up or they don't want to market. Mm. And I do believe that marketing is an act of service for the people who are already searching for what you have to offer. So as a digital marketing strategist, my role in being a guide to these heart-centered entrepreneurs is to find out who they're serving and how they, they can best engage, attract, nurture the people that they are meant to serve. And so that could be helping you um, um, optimize your website, taking a look at your analytics. It could be how are you creating content for your social media. And it could be, and very often is, how are you um, with your lead, lead generation, right? Like lead list building so that you can continue to nurture and have conversations with people who are interested in learning from you. Okay. I love that. Thank you. That's a great answer to a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you have good questions. Um, how long have you been in business? And then why did you pick this to do this? So I've been doing digital marketing for, I'm trying to think of what it is, since 2007 or eight, I would say. Um, uh, this is not what I was originally trained in. My background is in food science. I had a, a bachelor's in food science. And the first job that I had was as a quality control, well, a quality control laboratory technician, and then a supervisor, and then a quality control manager for a milk a dairy, in the dairy industry for HP Hood. And what I have found, what I, what I know about that, and I'll kind of tell, tell you how it goes to where I am now, is what that work did for me was it was my job to create the systems and, the, and the, uh, to be able to communicate to everybody, anybody bringing in the milk, in the boxes, the ingredients, how to make the things, how to process the things, how to keep it clean, how to deal with the um, inspectors. And so processes are something that make me feel in control. And because I'm a lifelong learner and I love like figuring things out, all of that work that I did at the dairy fed me. So then I'm going to fast forward to 1999 when my mom had her car accident and she had a brain injury and a spinal cord injury. And when I brought her up from Florida to take care of her in my home, I realized that I couldn't go back to the dairy because that was 24-7. I had four kids in my house at the time. And so I had to care for mom and the kids. And I said, I don't know. What's next? And the universe brought me a truckload of gorgeous upholstery fabric that my friend uh, Irene, uh, her company was going to put it in the dumpster the next day. Got myself a sewing machine and organized the fabrics. It was like candy for me. And then started inviting people over to pick out fabrics and I would make custom tote bags for them. So I little, created a little cottage industry. So still not a digital marketing, right? So then... Then I didn't know about build a business. I didn't know what business was. I knew dairy industry, quality control, and food, and I, now I knew how to sew really well. But I, I talked with other women, and they were also starting cottage industry. Somebody was making jewelry. Then, of course, we had bookkeepers. I had somebody else who was doing um, 
beautiful scrapbooking work to preserve people's memories. We got together and had coffee and talked about what's it like to have a business, what's a tax number, how do you manage everything. And at the end of that time together, that coffee together, we realized that we were building something that felt really good. And we're like, this was great. Let's do it again. Let's invite more people. And the next month, we had eight people. And then the next month, we had 16 people. So now we have to start finding a place to meet. And then we realized, all right, we need to have some kind of a structure. And then it grew and it grew. It became the Women's Business Network of Southeastern Massachusetts. And, you know, Denise, we think, well, you know, what's my legacy? Like, what am I here for? And not that my legacy is stops right there, but I do know that it brought me to a place where I knew that I could bring people to, together. I'm a connector. I collect people. I connect people. And so in doing so, when the people would come to the meetings and they would have to be trying to grow their business and everyone was either just starting out or they were transitioning from a corporate job to something that the, their passion project that they needed to make a living at. I had built, you know, I'd done the website for the Women's Business Network. Then we had started doing email marketing. I loved it. I had picked up some side clients doing their, like, corporate marketing, and I realized that search optimization was a thing, and I wanted to be able to understand it. So what happened then was I started reaching out to search optimization companies, which at the time was mostly uh, male oriented and I would get that mansplaining thing. Mm. Uh, I would say, you know, I've got a client, we need to up upgrade his search optimization. What can you do? And this is what I would get. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We'll put you on the front page. And I'd be and I would say like, yeah, but how? Don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand it. And I'm like, that that's not gonna go. <laughs> do you know who oh, you're talking girl. to? Like I am the most <laughs> curious human you ever want to know. I did find a couple of wonderful search optimization guys and they did teach me everything because I said, I don't want to do your work. I just want to make sure that it's getting done for my clients. So I need to understand it. Mm -hmm. And in doing so was able to pass on a lot of that information to these solopreneurs that were coming up through the women's business network. So tick all the certifications, um, HubSpot and, constant contact, went to inbound, and then I hung my shingle, and it's, uh, I'm a digital marketing strategist. What a story. I love it. Cows, fabric, women, yep. search engine optimization. I mean, of course, it's a, a straight direction. That is fantastic. <laughs> but you know what? What I'm discovering with all the women I've talked with so far, and I'm sure with all the other ladies I'm going to talk with, it really isn't um, a straight line. No. There's some journey, uh, some experiences that help mold the person and making these very interesting choices, whether um, motivated from life or circumstances or them being inquisitive or uh, a real risk taker or what have you. So thank you for sharing that with us. You're now, welcome. And, I, and I think that to your point too, what it is, is find like little by little, you find what you love to do and how you want to serve. And then the path reveals itself. We fight it a lot. I know. And it's so interesting. 
I don't, I'm sure we could spend another hour talking on why that is, but it's fascinating when I, I don't know about you, but as I get older and more wiser, um, I reflect a little bit more and it's like, oh, now I have a fascination with hospitality. Why did I not get curious about that? Why mm -hmm. didn't I look at career options or whatever the case may be, just for example, but I don't know. Like I said, we could probably do another podcast about what was all behind that, that we don't follow that purpose. But Yeah, but I've been did, watching you, Denise, though, too, right? Yeah. When we first met, you didn't have this podcast. You didn't have, like, the beautiful way. Like, you are growing into what feeds you. I see yes. that. You love connecting people and talking to people. So you're clearly, that's why you have your blog and you're doing your podcast, right? And you're reaching out yeah. to people and you're so consistent. Well, thank you. I mean, I am too a connector and a convener. I love making friends. Yes. And then I love helping people connect so they can help each other. So, you know, I think we're a sister from a different mister with that regard. So. <laughs> so let's say um, you had a chance to go back and talk to your younger self. Okay. What kind of advice would you share with her? That's a good question. I wish at the time, now I've bought this book for all of my kids. If anybody's ever read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel yes. Ruiz. Yeah. And the one that stays with me more is to that what other people think of me is not my business. That's a hard I wish one. I had known that, like with all that anxiety with the curly hair and the braces and the glasses and the being so painfully shy and afraid to open my mouth and afraid to stand up, afraid to raise my hand in class because I knew the answers. Like, mm -hmm. I wish that I had known that what other people think of me doesn't matter. If I'm doing my best and I'm kind and I'm, you know, doing what I need to do in this world, then really other people's opinions of me are not my business. I know that's such a hard one because it's still, even though I, I, you know, we consciously try to undo that habit. It's in there. It's, it's been cultivated in my case, like almost 56 years it's been cultivated, you know, and trying to just switch gears. It takes work, but it's so worth it because I'll tell you, there is a power, a power in using your voice to speak your truth. And when you're intentional about it, it is almost like I took the best dive into the pool with the perfect temperature water and just glide in there and I come out and feel refreshed. That's what it feels like when that happens. Yes. But it takes Because you're in yourself. You're just in yourself. You don't have to be anybody else. Consult yourself. Consult your heart. Mm. Right? It's a thing that I can't believe I survived on this planet all these years without doing it, I'm starting to really do it now. And it's really yeah. scary, but very liberating. Now, we're going to switch it up. Let's say you could go five years into the future to hang out with yourself. What would you, what would you say to you during that visit? So I am five, I'm going out five years. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. And so your future self says. Says to me now. That the smartest thing you did, Susan, was focusing on what you do well and not trying to please everybody. Doing less 
to get more done and help more people was the smartest thing you ever did, Susan. Right on. That's my mantra for the coming year. I think I just yeah. wrote that in my newsletter this morning. Yeah. Is yeah. that from the, like, Essentialism? Do you know about that book? Uh, you know, I do know that book, and I, I've heard it many times, but this week I've heard it three times from three different people. Interesting. So you're getting it back. That message. That message yeah. is coming, yep. I love when that happens. Did, have you had a moment, and when was it, when you realized, you know what, I got this? Maybe right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like you really got it? I will tell I, you that. Moments. I have moments. Yeah, there are moments. When I'm in my flow, and I'll tell you what happened. I worked with um, a coach. I worked with Dolores Hirschman in the Masters in Clarity program. And there was a lot to it. But my biggest takeaway from that was in creating a signature talk. And in creating a signature talk, I really had to dig down into my why. Mm -hmm. Why do I do the work I do? If I could, if somebody said to me, um, uh, you're going to have to get up and speak for, you know, for 15 minutes, can, could you do that? I have no qualms about it now because I know my why. It's that I believe every heart-centered entrepreneur has a gift to offer and that marketing is an act of service so for those who are currently searching for you. Knowing your why is like really the first step and always something you come back to too, right? Because you check in with yourself to make sure you're still on that track, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to know, how do you celebrate your wins? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Ooh, that's a good question. You've stumped me. I get happy, and right now things are coming so fast and furious. I think, Denise, that you're reminding me that I need to stop and celebrate the wins a little bit. If I were to say anything, I would say that taking the, that, all right, I'm going to say what I would like to do, and okay. then maybe I will set that intention and make it an affirmation. Okay. That from now on, I will do what I want to do in order to celebrate the wins. And I will celebrate with a nice, brisk walk on the beach because I've missed that the past couple weeks. And I need to do that for myself. So there you go. There you go. I love it. Okay. It's here. Our viewers and our listeners have heard you put that intention out into the world. And we're all going to support you to realize that intention. Because I, yeah, you know, it's. It's interesting, like I've talked to a lot of people and I say, okay, it's, you know, you know the saying, and I'm going to get it messed up. It's really not about the destination. It's about the journey. Correct. And so to get from here to there, it takes a lot of work. Yes. And depending on the destination, why not celebrate the incremental part of that journey to get to that particular destination because um i think it invigorates our spirit to recognize okay i started a business i filed my llc i'm going to go out and go out to dinner with a friend of mine this is huge right i'm far from a business i'm not quite successful yet but what a win that is right for example so oh, good. i think that's really important um 
when you think of the word or hear the word, I should say, ambition, would you use that word for yourself? And how, how do you, how does that word make you feel? It's interesting. Um, I don't think of it. I mean, I have ambition. I know what I'm doing and I'm moving forward. I think that would be ambition. Am I ambitious? You know, it's funny with the, the power you put towards. I think of ambitious as pushing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily means that. Yeah, so it's interesting. I feel like I'm pushing. I am being intentional. I have support around me in the groups that I have and the, and the um, mentors that I've that I um, have around me to get to the goals, right? So finally, like I used to just wing it. I used to just let fate drive what I was doing, but now I'm being intentional. I want to make more workshops for, um, for entrepreneurs to build their uh, emails and their nurture sequences. Like that's a big goal of mine is to be able to offer that. So that is ambition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting. That word doesn't hold a lot of power for me, and I don't know what I would replace it with. It is a fascinating question to ask my guests because some guests are, oh, they just respond immediately. Oh, yes, Mm. I'm very ambitious. I have dreams, and I have goals, and I have intentions, and I'm very ambitious to live my dream life. And then I also get responses of... um, in the, on the other end of the spectrum, if you will, of some discu- serious discomfort about that word mm. and not willing to even a- attach it to that themselves, which is interesting. And then in between too. Um, so it is interesting what's associated with that word ambition and especially when it comes to a, a gender-specific conversation. I think it, it's a little bit different when... Mm women talk about it as opposed to men, but can you share sort of a messy middle situation with us? Like a time when things uh, were not exactly happening as you hoped and um, what you did to get through it or around it in your business? I guess maybe it's where I was and now I'm, finally circling back around to clean up the mess. I had originally decided I was going to create a course. And I took Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy, and I signed up for the Kajabi platform, and I laid out what my course was going to look like, and I did the work. I did interviews to make sure that I was talking to the right ideal client avatar. I spent all of the time figuring out what their problems are, what they, you know, what woke them up at night. And at some point, I let that go. And I don't know why I didn't create that course. Instead, I created a wonderful, uh, on the Kajabi platform, I created a digital marketing mastermind membership. So it's called Rise Together and we meet once a week. And right now that is where I'm funneling a a good amount of my energy is in building a community of, again, heart-centered entrepreneur, service-based professionals who show up weekly to keep doing the things, right? One thing after another thing after another thing to get their message out there and to attract more clients. 
But to come back to the course, I recently hopped on a uh, one of those free calls with Amy Porterfield. It was for the people that had taken her course. And she's offering this two-day intensive get-it-done thing. And so to follow through, like that was like, it felt kind of like a failure for me at the time. I did pivot it into something, but not what I originally thought, although it is very rewarding. I have the most amazing people in this group who are amplifying and growing together. But now it's time to go back to the course building and to do it in a much more focused and strategic way. Instead of trying to cover all the things, it will really be laser focused on email marketing, on creating on lead generators, on sign-up forms and nurture sequences. So I do have to give props to Amy Porterfield because I actually, I believe I've learned that question from her listening to ah, her podcast. Interesting. And I thought that is such a good question. So I borrowed it. So <laughs> thank good. you for that. It worked. <laughs> um, okay. What do you think was the bravest thing you've ever done? Well, I'll give you a personal one and then I'll give you a business one. My personal one was when my mom had her car accident and I had a like a 16 month old at home and I had to leave him at home and go down to Florida to pick up my mom or to see my mom and she wasn't doing well. And I wasn't pleased with the Florida hospitals and I do not know where I got the bravery or the strength to say, basically, you guys, you're just not doing it. I'm hiring an air ambulance and I'm flying my mother up to the Boston hospitals. Like, I don't even know. I think about that now. How did I even know that? And thank God I got her up to the Boston hospitals because they made the big difference for her. Mm -hmm. I guess that was a big, brave thing. Um, other than that, I think every day as entrepreneurs, we're so brave. Every time we get out in front of somebody, I feel very brave right now doing this with you. Like as an introvert, like mm -hmm. to get out now and speak to people the way that I do, I am bringing out my inner brave. And to create programs and to spend so much time putting them together and making sure that I have a program that's going to deliver what I say it's going to and then to be able to present it in a calm and patient way. I think that's probably mm -hmm. where I live in my bravery right now. I just love your energy. It's very calming. <laughs> It's very centered. I'm spastic. I'm all over the place. But talking with you, I just feel I'm like calm. very nice and calm. That's my uh, superpower. Calm is my superpower. Calm is your superpower. Yeah. It totally is. I feel like, like I have to speak more calmly because I'm calm. <laughs> no, you're good. You do you. You do you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you touched on a couple of resources and what have you. I mean, you do a lot of professional development work, right? So um, how, how frequently do you do that? Like once a week, once a month? Like you mean like listen, listen, read to other people's things? Stuff. Yeah. How much time do you devote each month to um, building your professional, your business skills? Yeah, probably more time than I should because I am addicted to learning. I'll tell you what my dailies are or my weeklies. Okay. I listen to, uh, so I'm on Donald Miller's. If you guys haven't heard of Donald Miller, check him out. He's amazing. Donald Miller 
if you get on one of his email lists, he will send you a two-minute video every morning. Two minutes. And it's always, always, always good. So right now, he's, he's, he's pivoting a little. It used to be just for marketing and business growth, and now he's doing more business growth and team development. So I don't watch those as much because I don't really, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. But anything he has to say about marketing, every free webinar that he offers, I will usually listen to. So Donald Miller. Okay. We mentioned Amy Porterfield. I listen to her podcast every week and every free, um, every free masterclass that she offers. I try to hop on and I did buy her program. Mm -hmm. I had done, I think I mentioned Dolores Hirschman. I had done Masters in Clarity for a year. What else do I listen to regularly? I would say that. There's others that I will read every now and then. Oh, anything Constant Contact puts out. I read their blog all the time. I'm a Constant Contact um, business partner. And I love the way Constant Contact just makes so much content that helps regular people and business partners like myself succeed as a small business owner in marketing. HubSpot, same thing. Okay. I'll be sure to um, add links to the show notes for all of these things that you've referenced in today's conversation. I'll give you a link. When you do Constant Contact, I'll give you my link, which is um, for free. Okay. And then, you know, of course, I get an affiliate. Okay. I will put a note here to make sure we use that link on Appreciate the it. show notes. You betcha. So I have a final question for you. This has been so much fun and has flown by so it sure quickly. Has. Um, and it's actually, um, before I get to that, I have two questions. First of all, do you have a quote you'd like to share, a favorite quote? Oh, interesting. My favorite quote, I'm not going to share the whole thing, but you guys, maybe you've heard of it. It's, six, it's success. Remember, we talked about this, that I was, I was attributing it to the wrong person, right? I was attributing it to Ralph Waldo Emerson, and you were the mm -hmm. one that told me that it was really a woman. Yep. But, oh, what's her name? I have it on my screensaver. But I will, here, I'll bring it up and I'll read it to you. So success, and this I've, I've written so many times. What is success? To laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. That is my favorite. I love it too. It's I'm looking right at my desktop. It's Bessie Anderson Stanley, a oh, poem that she wrote. Yeah. She, yeah. Um, it's a, it is a fave. I got to say total fave. So here are the sort of like several questions in one question, if you will. Um, why did you come up with a name? for your business as it is, Rise Above Noise. I mean, mm. I think I get it, but yeah. I'd like to hear. It used to be Susan Finn online. And then, um, you know, social media got to be so loud, and it's getting louder and louder by the day. It's like, it's like being in the middle of like a concert hall or something, and everyone's trying to get attention. And the louder people scream and the more they're pushing, pushing, pushing on social, the louder it gets. And I do feel that when you show up in your own integrity with your message in service to the people that you're here to make a difference for, then essentially what you're doing is you're rising above the noise. 
that you're doing it, you can speak quietly and get your message across without having to yell. I love it. I love it. Um, what is your favorite flower? What's my favorite flower? Oh my gosh, all of them. I'll say, I'll say peonies. Oh, yeah. Today I'll say peonies. Do you say peony or peonies? I say peonies. Peonies. I'll say peonies. Okay. Yeah, they're very Victorian, aren't they? Delicate. They are. They're beautiful. And I love that they come back every year more and more and that they're so sturdy. I love that you need to have ants. Yes, I was around, just going to say. Right? Yeah. In order to like eat off whatever it's the glue that holds the bud close. So if you don't have that sim symbiotic relationship, the peony won't. Bloom. Oh my gosh, I was just going to say I have this very prominent memory as a child seeing the ants on the buds and not understanding even to this day why were the ants so interested in the flower bud and you have just taught me something thank you and our listeners i'm sure and viewers <laughs> thank you so coffee or tea oh both i have both right here on my desk okay herbal teas okay uh tahiti or parrots I don't think, I have to tell you, Denise, I don't ever want to travel again, I don't think. I love it here where I live so much. The only place I'll go probably is, um, I'll go someplace, but I would like to go back and forth to Colorado. I'm setting my intentions. I'm going to all the polka dot meetings in Colorado to be able to have um, a following in Colorado and be able to see my kids there on the regular. Oh, nice, nice. It's a beautiful state. Um, I think I've already answered this, or you've already answered this. Are you an intention setter or a goal setter? But I'll just ask it anyway. You know, I was an intention setter, but now I'm working with people who help me be more intentional about my goal setting. I'm glad I asked the question. <laughs> Susan, this has been so much fun and so informative as I suspected it would be. So thank you so much for being on Broadband. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that your listeners will, you know, look for me on, on socials or go to riseabovenoise.com, sign up for my, any of my freebies. I've got freebies all over the place. And uh, let me know how I can help them get their message out for the people that they need to serve. Thank you so much, Susan, for sharing parts of your journey with such dedication and flexibility. Really appreciate you sharing those stories with us. You know, I love that she is listening to her heart to be her true self, and she's helping other women feel calm and connected using their digital presence. Because she's right, there's a lot of noise out there. Um, if you want to learn more about Rise Above Noise, you can check the show notes for the links. Um, and Susan, I want to note, is one of my collaborative team members here at CTD Creative Consulting. Now, we partner to share our individual company services with each of our clients. And by doing so, we're helping our businesses grow and succeed. And CTD Creative Consulting clients and referrals receive a special discount. So you can check out my website to learn more about that. In the meantime, 
If you're looking to level up your digital presence in a different way, or even just, you know, getting started, I offer a 30-minute consultation. It's free of charge, and we can talk about some of your options. So check out my web link in the show notes to find out more. Now, if you are seeking out some tools to help you get a little bit more organized in your workday, um, be sure to sign up for my monthly e-newsletter, which you can find on my website, and I'll share a downloadable PDF with a list of some apps that will get you started on your way to a smoother work week. So just check out ctdcreative.co to sign up. Well, I want to wish you, dear listener, a great day. And thank you again for listening to Broadband. It really means a lot to me. And it's a podcast about women in business sharing their wisdom. On the next show is Elizabeth Fournier. She's a green-minded funeral director and the lovely voice of my show intro and outro. So thanks again to Susan for sharing some of her time and her wisdom with us. Until next time, I'm going to close with this quote. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. That's from Mary Ann Radmacher. Thanks again for joining me right here on Broadband, the podcast. I want to hear from you. Who inspired you to take a leap of faith, whether it's in business or living your life on purpose? Use the message feature on the show page and share your story with me. I might include it in a future episode. So until next time, you have a great week. You've been listening to Broadband, a podcast showcasing the inspiring stories of businesswomen about their successful journeys in building their businesses. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about the show, be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the website. Thanks for listening.